everyone, welcome to SW News. This is Arti. Welcome to South Connect. In this special weekly series, we round up the important news from the southern states of India. Let us start with Karnataka first. The suicide of a contractor and 40% cut money scam allegations have rocked the state of Karnataka, while the resignation of K.S. Ishwarappa, Basavraj Bomai government minister, came as a little respite for the already under pressure chief minister. It did not last long. The government is now hit with another controversy. A Lingayat seer has accused Karnataka's Basavraj Bommai government of taking a 30% cut from the grants set aside for the welfare and development of MUTs. Chief Minister Bommai has said that he takes seer's allegations very seriously and he will also get to the bottom of the case. Dingaleshwar Swami said that even we are aware of the cut money scam, if any grants have to be released to the MUTs for the welfare and their development, the government cuts 30% as commission before releasing the amount, otherwise it doesn't work at all. The officials say that if you don't agree to the cut from the grants, then the grants will not be released. Now, incidentally, Dingaleshwar Swami is the seer who led a delegation of over two dozen sadhus from across the state to extend support to Lingayat strongman B.S. Yadurappa when he was exiting as the chief minister of the state. He is also the one who even warned of a BJP fallout in the state if B.S. Yadurappa is removed from the post of chief minister. Now, Lingayat community forms one of the largest voter base of the BJP in Karnataka, Former Chief Minister B.S. Yadurappa also belonged to the community. In the last election, due to unrest in the Lingayat community, the party had to lose on few seats. On the other hand, Karnataka Public Works Department Minister C.C. Patil has also lashed out at Lingayat seer Dingaleshwar Swami. Dismissing the seer's claims, Minister Patil alleged that the seer is facing three criminal cases and that he made the allegations as he was upset that another mutt got the government grant. Now, moving on in another news from the state, the two students who were actively part of the anti-hijab ban protest in the state had to return from the exam hall. While the hijab ban controversy has sort of faded in the state, the ripples of it are still seen in the state. At least two of eight Muslim students who led the resistance against the hijab ban in Karnataka colleges were denied entry in second-year pre-university college exams for refusing to remove hijab or the headscarves. They decided not to give the exam. Alia Asadi and Resham, the students, were seen leaving examination centre in Udupi district after being denied entry over their attire. Second-year PUC exams started on Friday for the commerce stream. Asadi and Resham, both below 18 years of age, stuck to their stand of not agreeing to be forced to choose between their faith and education, an issue that has sparked demonstrations for and against the hijab across the country. Moving on to another news from the state. It seems like the BJP-led state governments across the country aren't raised to be bulldozer justice states. After UP, MP and BJP-led NDMC, Karnataka is the latest on the list. Karnataka Home Minister Araga Janendra on Wednesday indicated that the state government is seriously contemplating strong action against those involved in writing, similar to the situation in Delhi where bulldozers were used to raise down alleged illegal structures. To a question on use of bulldozers in violence hit areas of Delhi against people who allegedly indulged in writing, 
He said that suitable action would be taken against those who feel that law and rules are not applicable to them. He said that the chief minister is also contemplating on bringing a law on the lines of the UP government. Now that was the news from Karnataka. Let us move on to Kerala. Last week, we spoke about the love jihad allegations leveled by a CPIM functionary. Now, the Koikor District Committee of the CPIM publicly censured the former party legislator George M. Thomas for his recent comment that love jihad is a reality and interfaith marriage by a party worker shattered the religious harmony in the region. According to the CPIM constitution, public censure is third harshest disciplinary action Starting from a warning, followed by a censure, then public censure, it goes on to state that removal from a party post is the next step and dismissal from the party membership is the last and the harshest step. The action against Thomas, the lone Christian face of the party in the district, came a day after the state leadership said that his statement was against the party's stand on the issue. The local DYFI leader, M.S. Shijin, who is a Muslim, married his lover, Jotsna Joseph, a Christian nurse and her community then raised an alarm over it. Her relatives had alleged that she was forced into the marriage. The woman's father, P. Joseph, had also filed a petition in the Kerala High Court alleging that 26-year-old Jotsna Joseph married Shijin under pressure in an apparent case of love jihad. The court, however, said that it interacted with Jotsna Joseph and found that she married Shijin of her own free will and not under any compulsion. In another news from the state, targeting the BJP-led union government over the demolition drive in Delhi, veteran Marxist leader and Kerala Chief Minister Pinarayi Vijayan asked whether India's 101st rank in the recent Global Hunger Index can be erased with bulldozers. The Chief Minister was referring to the Global Hunger Index 2021 released last October, which placed the country in an alarming 101st position in a tweet in both English and Hindi, Vijayan also criticized the reported covering up of slums in Gujarat using curtains ahead of British Prime Minister Boris Johnson's visit to the Western state. The senior CPIM leader asked whether this problem can be solved by fanning hatred and resorting to communal politics and said that the country needs solutions and not divergence. Now, a lot of our viewers have also attracted our attention to the Silver Line protest happening in Kerala. To them, I would like to tell that we are making a separate video on the issue and the protest. Now, let us move on to the state of Tamil Nadu. Amid the alarm over plunging coal stocks at thermal power centres across the country, Tamil Nadu Chief Minister M.K. Stalin has requested Prime Minister Modi to supply 72,000 tonnes of coal daily to maintain uninterrupted power supply in the state. M.K. Stalin, in a letter to Prime Minister Modi, said, and I quote, I request you to direct the Ministry of Coal to ensure the supply of 72,000 metric ton coal per day as per the FSA that is fuel supply agreement at Paradeep and Vishakhapatnam ports. Only this step can enable us to maintain uninterrupted power supply in the state and hence I solicit your personal intervention in this regard. Stalin said that provision of sufficient coal from Talchar mines in Odisha is vital for the thermal power units in Tamil Nadu. In this regard, the current daily receipt of coal for Tamil Nadu's unit is only 50,000 metric tons against the coal requirement of 72,000 metric ton daily. Stalin also said that while coal production is sufficient to meet the increased summer power demand, 
The same is not getting transported to ports due to shortage of supply of rakes by railways. In another news, Tamil Nadu has seen another shameful case of custodial death. 25-year-old Vignesh, a resident of Chennai, was taken into custody by the G5 Secretary at Colony Police Station along with Suresh, who is a construction worker, on April 18th. Police said that the next day, Vignesh had a seizure and died while being taken to the hospital. The family, however, alleged foul play in the death. The case has led to widespread anger among the citizens. On Friday, the probe into the case was also transferred to the Crime Branch Criminal Investigation Department, that is CBCID. Three police officials from the G5 Secretariat Police Station, Sub-Inspector Pugalum Perumal, Head Constable Pawan Raj and Home Guard personnel Deepak were also suspended in connection with the incident. Let us move on to the state of Andhra Pradesh. In a bizarre news, a family from Andhra Pradesh has claimed that they were left stranded on the road after a vehicle they were travelling in was taken away for the chief minister's convoy. Vemula Srinivas of Vinukonda in Palanadu district and his family members, including two women and two children, were left stranded on the road in Ongol town after officials took away the car in which they were travelling in, along with the driver, saying that they needed it for the convoy of the chief minister. The shocking incident occurred on Wednesday night when the family travelling in the cab to Tirupati had stopped for dinner at a hotel in Ongol. The RTA official told them that they need the vehicle for the convoy of the chief minister who is due to visit Ongol on April 22nd. The Andhra Pradesh government on Thursday suspended two employees of Road Transport Authority for the incident. The chief minister has also ordered a probe in the matter. Moving on to Telangana, the temperatures across the country is breaking records. India has seen the hottest March this year in the last 122 years. Hyderabad too recorded high temperatures this week. On Wednesday, April 20th, the city sizzled as temperatures in the city crossed 41 degrees Celsius. This was reportedly the hottest day this year for the state. In four other districts of Telangana, temperatures even crossed a sweltering 43 degrees Celsius for 24 hours ending on Wednesday morning. Officials have also warned that temperatures will likely to be rise in coming months. According to the IMD Bulletin, three districts, Adilabad, Medak and Nizamabad, saw temperatures over 43 degrees Celsius. The maximum temperature in these districts was as high as 43.5 degrees Celsius, 43.2 degrees Celsius and 43.4 degrees Celsius respectively. Hyderabad, Badrachalam, Hanmakonda and Nalagonda district saw maximum temperatures go up to 41.5 degrees Celsius while Ramagundam district saw 42 degrees Celsius maximum temperature. Meanwhile, the coolest among all these districts were Khammam and Mahbubnagar with mercury touching 40 degrees Celsius and 40.8 degrees Celsius respectively. Now that's all for this week's South Connect. Do let us know what you think about this in the comment box below. For more news and updates, you can log on to www.hwnews.in.